Welcome everyone to episode 4 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. We want to first start off with a big thank you to all of our listeners. We are closing in fast on 1,000 downloads. We know you are listening all over the world, every continent, coast to coast, Australia, UK, Mexico, US, Canada, even Japan. Thank you guys so much. We've got another banger of a show today for you, so stick around. We're going to explore some cool topics from Desperados 3 all the way to the lightning rod that was the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Here we go. Are you ready, Paul? I am ready. Let's throw those cowboy boots on and talk about our Desperados 3 early impressions. You are John Cooper, a cowboy on a bitter trail of revenge. We talk cowboys, you might get flashbacks of something uh, akin to, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption. That's a pretty famous cowboy game, I would say. Uh, but this takes things in a little bit of a different direction. It's a lot more strategic. I would say it's it relies more on you as a player being very, very patient. It's, again, more about stealth and tactics as opposed to just pulling out your six shooter and, you know, clearing house, I guess you could say, <laughs> or, cl- or clearing the saloon. You do get to sort of play through and... Uh, optimize the use of a band of diverse characters so it's not just you are on your lonesome self all the time you also get to employ uh you know each of them in a in in different ways there's up to about five playable characters and the banter between these characters is hilarious i i absolutely love it i think some of the color commentary is what keeps me coming back for more i'm not going to you know go into too many spoilers but uh, you know, as you continue playing, the squad choreography is, I would say, so far for me, one of the most satisfying gameplay elements where, you know, you have to take down other enemies. Uh, it takes a lot of patience but and practice, but once you sort of start to understand how to optimize controls in that manner, it's just, it's so, so satisfying and so fun. Paula, what are your thoughts on Desperados 3 so far? I went into this game blind. I have not played the first two games. I feel like I should go back and play them now that I'm starting to play Desperados 3. But I saw a lot of buzz. A lot of people were talking about that. I ended up reaching out to the publisher and uh, got a review code just a couple days ago. So I'm only uh, about uh, less than two hours into the game right now. But I realized quite quickly that this is a real-time tactics game. And... I'm so happy for that because I love RTT games. I'm a big fan of XCOM. I love the classic games like uh, The Lost Vikings for Super Nintendo, Cannon Fodder. Exactly the same spirit, the same vein of those games, but set in the Wild West, like you said. And so far, I'm having a blast. I mean, I love the characters. I love the environments. I love the music. Spaghetti Western orchestral music is just so great. It's really drawing me in, but... I think really it's it's the characters. The characters are just so well done. Um, they're rough and they're tough like you would expect. They've got that gruffy voice. The very first mission that you play is in Devil's Canyon. You play as James Cooper. Uh, he's the dad, the dad of John Cooper, who is the main protagonist of this series. And it's just so funny. I mean, a few minutes into the, the level, James Cooper's talking to his son. He's like, he's like I want to see you hit that tree from 15 paces away. When you pull that off, <laughs> you're ready for a gun. <laughs> the lines are just so well delivered, and I like. I know, and it's it's it situates you just so that you know you're feeling like a cowboy or feeling like you know what it takes to become an outlaw or a cowboy. All of these characters that you meet, uh, they they all have their own unique quirkiness and, and attitude and they're all rough and tough, right? I played the second level, which takes place in the Rocky Mountains. It's uh, it's like a train heist 
level and uh you meet up with this guy named doc mccoy and he's this shady hitman he's like half hitman half alchemist he walks up to enemies and he throws his bag and and his bag has an explosive device inside that blinds people um yeah and it's just like he he has funny lines too he's like i'm gonna use my bag as bait you sit back and you learn something You might have a future in uh, voice acting because you're you're really got a lot of these uh, <laughs> these voices in the can. <laughs> yeah. So and these guys are are always bantering back and forth, and it's and their lines are so funny and their voices are so funny. So it's almost like half comedy, half uh, strategy tactics game, right? And the other thing that I love about it is that so far when I'm playing there, there's a lot of elements in the environment that you can use too. Like there's just one spot in the first level where your dad tells you, he's like, hey, go up on that building and drop that heavy cargo. <laughs> and you just, <laughs> you climb up on a building, you drop the heavy cargo, you smush two guys below. They, of course, make the, like, the squishing noise. It's really funny. <laughs> it's just super fun and super funny. Um, and, yeah, I'm having a blast. Oh, and one other thing that I love, too, is, and I haven't seen this before in any other game. Maybe in the past Desperado games they had this, too. But when you beat the game... And then it shows you your stats. After that, it'll actually show a map of the entire level. And then it just sort of like replays your timeline from, you know, time zero all the way to 20 minutes or however long it takes you. And it, and it shows you all the different things you did, how you killed people, how you walked around. And it's just like, oh, this is brilliant. I can like, it's it's like a, a replay of my greatest hit. Yeah, I wish they, I wish they definitely added that. Yeah, a few, few more games, not just Desperados 3. <laughs> it would definitely help with some pointers there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not too far into the game, but uh, I'm having a blast and I'm looking forward to playing a lot more and having a full review soon. Well, Paul and I will continue to saddle up throw on those cowboy boots and furs and uh, make sure that we're we're chasing that sunset so we'll be able to bring you the most thorough review that we can in a future episode of down to play so keep your eyes to the horizon if you see two shadowy figures on horseback coming towards you it's most likely paul and i with our desperados 3 review for you in full to change gears or hop on another horse let's talk about the horsepower inside of that playstation 5 ps5 reveal sony knows how to tease us better than the rest i would say because we had a logo then we had a look at the actual uh hardware capabilities of the ps5 but we were all were just waiting with bated breath when are we going to see the console when are we going to see the games tease the event finally it dropped struck like a lightning bolt in my opinion i absolutely loved it we got a look at the playstation 5 in full weren't expecting that but even before we saw the console a lineup of games that just completely blew me away personally. Uh, I love how Sony started off the actual show and taking a look back at uh, everything that the, all the PlayStation brands that, you know, made our, made our little hearts so warm and look back, looking back on, you know, God, God of War, all the franchises up until this point that have made the house of PlayStation what it is. We saw a ton of games finally. And from those ton of games, Paul and I are going to glean what are our rough top five. It was so hard to choose and put together this list, but I'm going to start off and give you from the event what my top five most anticipated PlayStation 5 titles are. I'm going to kick it off first with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I've been waiting uh, for a very long time. I love 3D platformers, and I think Ratchet and Clank just has this charm to them, you know, this 
you know, cutesy cartoon side with, you know, really, really hardcore, cool tech. And based on what we saw, this looks like a Pixar movie that you can play. The graphics look essentially like playing a movie. And again, with the amount of gameplay we saw or what we can infer as gameplay, it looked to be that there's, there's going to be little to no load times, which I'm hoping is going to really help showcase the super, super fast SSD inside of the PlayStation 5 we've been hearing so much about. Um, what excited me most about Ratchet & Clank was the platforming, we saw use of vehicles, and uh, a mysterious new character that we just heard this week is going to be playable. So I'm super excited for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. I also have uh, Dapper Jr. in my household, my younger son. He's only six. Um, so AAA titles like this that we can both play together that, you know, aren't super mature themed definitely cranks up my hype meter for it without a doubt. Um, following in a very close second, if not tied for first, is Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Initial trailers start with the snails. I was like, I had no idea what it was. And then you, then things started to come together more, and I was just absolutely blown away from the swimming, the massive, massive scale so far of the games, the color. It just, oh, it just everything about it absolutely blew me away. Um, so Horizon Two Forbidden West, it's, it's, I would say top two, top two games for me. What I really like too is the organic nature of the game intertwined with tech. And I don't know if you picked up on this, Paul, but they showed Horizon 2 as the last game of the game showcase. And then they just went straight into the PlayStation 5. I felt like that idea of an organic game mixed with tech. And then they showed us the PlayStation 5, which is this ultra powerful console, but it has these like curvaceous organic lines to it. It was almost like the, the perfect analogy for the game. That's that's That was my feeling. I'm probably looking into things, you know, a little deeply here, but hey, I'll get more into the, my, my thoughts on the PlayStation 5. Uh, for now, my next, you know, hype game, and I'm sure this is probably number one on a lot of people's lists, but uh, it's Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Wow, <laughs> I was just, totally blown away that they did kind of lead off the ps5 showcase with that there was some confusion around the game uh in terms of what it was is it its entire entirely own game is it you know is it a standalone experience we can confirm and sony's you know said this they've shouted it from the rooftops that this is a standalone experience so again the extent of how the the, the previous engine is going to be used from the ps4 game to this version we don't know all those details yet but what we did see is just it looks stunning i i can't wait to play it you're really getting a look at the ray tracing and all the reflections coming off of uh spider-man or morales is like actual equipment and and uh, the actual spider spider-man costume it just looks so stunning explosions cars flipping oh i can't i can't wait that's another one uh dapper jr and i are going to be swinging through uh you know streets of streets of new york <laughs> for 4k spider-man um and finally to round things off uh, I would say Gran Turismo 7. I've played every Gran Turismo, so to see the game now also drop along with the PlayStation 5 reveal is extremely exciting. One of the key pillars for me growing up, I'm a big car guy, so what originally drew me to the PlayStation was the Gran Turismo series. So to see all of these sort of, I guess you could call them retro, or I guess you call them legacy franchises, especially with, I would say, Gran Turismo and Ratchet and & Clank. We were just seeing these classic IPs coming up with this, you know, brand new coat of PlayStation 5 paint. And it was this mix of new gen yet retro excitement feels for these old IPs. But yeah, 
Gran Turismo 7, I can't wait to see more around that. It looks like it's going to be a graphical showcase title. Uh, super, super excited. And the console itself, <laughs> the, the piece uh, de la resistance. I, I, I like the look of the PlayStation 5. And you know what? Some people will say, well, you had time to think about it. If you look up my Twitter account, at dapper underscore tux, you can see my first impression of the PlayStation 5 was, hey, this is art. It looks like modern art to me. I, I really like the look of the console. I know it's a big, big, massive console. I'm already actually thinking about how I'm going to redesign my home media center to house it because <laughs> it's so big. But man, I, I don't know. I really like the way that this console looks. It, it's, it struck me as, like I said, when comparing it to the idea of, you know, the ideas uh, inside of Horizon 2 Forbidden West, you've got this beautiful, curvaceous outside yet it's just this screaming beast of technology on the inside so i like the design so far i like i like how they showed all the accessories too and two different versions of the console where we have the disc drive and the digital version i don't know i think i'm going disc i still i still you know some people are gonna maybe fault me for that but we'll, we'll see what we'll see what's in the cards. Paul, what are your thoughts on that lightning bolt of an event the playstation 5 reveal the first thing that i want to say is that the one thing that I love so much about next gens, and I've all I've been, I don't like man, I've been gaming for so long. I first, I started with the original NES, so um, but the thing that I always love is I love exclusive games. Like I, that's the reason why I buy a next gen. Like when I bought a Super Nintendo, and I had Super Mario World, and I was and I had F Zero, like games that just cannot be done on any previous console built exclusively for those platforms that is the kind of stuff that just it gets my blood pumping right so i the, the fact that they came out and they didn't really say like they they like it didn't the the trailers didn't say exclusive but you just knew which games were exclusive right obviously all the ones from playstation studios and then a lot of the indie developers i and I personally love that PlayStation Studios logo. When that comes up, you just you know something special is coming up right after it. So I love the new the new PlayStation moniker, and it's got so much quality behind it. God of War, Uncharted, Last of Us. Whenever you see you know Ratchet and Clank now, uh, you know Horizon, the Horizon series we can now call it. It's yeah, you see that PlayStation logo come up, and I don't know, maybe a future topic for a podcast is. Is, has PlayStation Studios built itself enough up to become as close to the quality uh, associated with something like Nintendo and their seal of quality? Like, are, are we getting there yet? I, I would say we're getting close, but sorry to interject there. Just my thoughts and feelings on the PlayStation Studios logo. It's it's just, you know, good, a, an amazing game with incredible storytelling is coming. This holiday, I'm going to be spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on new consoles and like I want stuff that's going to take advantage of that right so the fact that they came out and so I'll get into my my list of top fives right the very first game that they showed was the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales and I'm just like whoa I mean I I knew, obviously we knew Spider-Man was gonna be made for PlayStation 5 we thought it'd be Spider-Man 2 probably in 2022 or 2021 but I don't think anybody could have expected that it, Spider-Man is a launch title for PlayStation 5, right? And it, so 
it seems like this is going to be the same New York that we had for the PlayStation 4 version of Spider-Man. Probably some of the assets are going to be uh, reused, but obviously, like, you know, up-res, and, and we're going to have uh, new textures and and, uh, and ray tracing and all that stuff, so it's going to look a lot better. I was actually checking, I was curious, because I wanted to find out, like, how big Spider-Man was, and I found out that Spider-Man is the 11th biggest media property in the entire world. Like, Spider-Man is actually one below the entire Marvel Universe, <laughs> you can believe it. <laughs> They're neck and neck, right? And the funny thing is, is that, so I've been a PlayStation fan since day one. I bought my PS1 day one. Uh, PlayStation has built up this huge, you you listed off all these amazing franchises, God of War and, 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 and Gran Turismo and like everything else that they've done, right? Spider-Man transcends gaming. It's a cultural icon. So just the fact that they, they're going to launch their console and they're going to say, hey, we have an exclusive Spider-Man game. That's going to draw the attention of all gamers across the board, plus non-gamers that are like, whoa. Like, you know, maybe the comic book fans and, like, movie fans, like, whoa, there's a game? Like, should I, you know what I mean? It's going it's gonna to be a lot of attention on that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely super excited for that. Um, my number two game is, you mentioned this as well, Ratchet & Clank. So, I love Ratchet & Clank. I've always loved this franchise. The, the PlayStation 4 version, it was... I still think to this day, it's the most vibrant game. Colorful and beautiful. It looks exactly what you said. It looks like a Pixar movie, right? I'm super excited to play that. But uh, obviously the most uh, excitement that I have is to check out the SSD and play when, when like, you know, Ratchet and Clank are jumping through uh, warps and, and jumping into like seemingly new levels instantaneously, which is phenomenal. Like the, the, the tech just blows me away. So I'm really excited for that. But the one thing that I want to say too is that wow that new female lombax at the end of that trailer i don't know who this person is nobody knows who this person is what her name is what she is but man like if you look on insomniac's twitter account the fan art is crazy everyone's in love with this new lombax and i even saw somebody that built a cosplay head of the character <laughs> I saw that. and it's been, it's been like what <laughs> yeah it's been like a week or so like come on people are in love with it um, the next game, my third game that I that I loved um, is going to be obviously Horizon Two. I mean that that's that's just a given. Man, that game looked beautiful. Um, yeah, just there's there's just so much to say about that one. The one thing that I thought was was super interesting is uh, Sony just dropped that new trailer today or new. It was a, a dev diary um, where they said there's going to be dozens of new machines, like dozens. I, I was like, what? Like I, in the trailer, I remember like. There's a, there's a boar, there's a turtle, there's a woolly mammoth, there's like a new flying uh, robot. But I, I maybe I, I counted six or seven, but they said dozens. So holy, this is going to be, this, the scope of this game is going to be off the charts. The graphics are going to be off the charts. I really cannot wait to to just dive in. But the other thing that, that's super crazy about this is that the, uh, the Dev Diary announced it's going to come out in 2021. Right? Like, first of all, so Sony is great at just dropping news. I mean, they could have announced 2021 back at the PlayStation 5 reveal event, and everyone would have, yeah. would have went, what? Like, 2021? But they didn't announce a release date, and then they just, like, they just quietly, like, hey, take a look at the Dev Diary. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then at the end, he's like, the, 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 the developer was like, yeah, we can't wait to bring you this game in 2021. And I'm you like, know, Insomniac, like, they, they love doing that. And Insomniac doing that just even with the new Lombax, like, just, they just low-key tweeted, oh, hey, like, one of our biggest IPs, new playable character, mic drop, see you guys all later. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, like, how, yeah, you keep having these massive reveals happening. Like, Sony seems to be bursting at the seams with 
information to share now. So they were quiet in terms of, you know, leading up to this, but maybe this, they, they waited until like the pot or the bucket was just completely full spilling over the edges with PlayStation 5 in terms of content because we were talking about this before the podcast about how you know things were a little quiet you know for a few E3s and a few events for PlayStation maybe they're saving up everything for right now and for the for the few uh you know physical quarters after the PlayStation 5 launches to just drop IP after IP and re-cement themselves at the top you know who knows if that's going to come to fruition or not but it just seems like with the big chunks of, uh, you know, things being dropped in terms of what other developers or uh, manufacturers might consider, you know, newsworthy of having its own event for, you've got like these low key drops from Insomniac Games happening on Twitter um, that are just, you know, like, wow, okay, this is, this is pretty massive. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, is that, you know, be- since they drop these things in random tweets and random videos, it makes you so plugged in. Right. Like so Sony tweeted out about that dev diary and I usually like sometimes I check out dev diaries. Of course, I like getting the insights into the games. When they tweeted that, I was like, I got to watch that because there could be something could be a nugget in there. So like another classic example uh, of Sony dropping random nuggets is the the new Astrobot game that's coming out. So during the PlayStation reveal, we just saw the trailer for that. We were like, okay, Astrobot, that's cool. It's a good good franchise. Can't wait to play it. But then they released a 4K trailer after the event, and it says that it's essentially a pack-in game for free. It's like a tech demo. Right, and I'm like, what? Yeah, so it's it's almost like it's almost like the new Wii Sports, essentially, where it's just like this pack-in killer app, potentially, or using one of their most cherished IPs from the PS4 era to just kind of take you through on a walkthrough of the various really cool features of the PS5 and the DualSense. So it's just, I don't know, it's just that's so cool. I, I love stuff like that. Like I, I miss the days where I would buy a console and then hey, bam, like on the hard drive is this game that start playing right now and and you know we'll 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 show you the ropes of the of the you know your new investment yeah i mean packing games used to be a thing back in in the old gens right it kind of dropped out of favor but uh yeah sega with packing and sonic you know pretty much swung a generation i would say or close to it in their favor so it's yeah packing games do have a lot of power for sure yeah and i think i'm actually personally super excited that Astrobot is, is a pack-in because I played the PSVR game and I know that a lot of people didn't because obviously PSVR is you know still a little bit niche, right? But it is just a phenomenal game. And the fact that, every, like, I mean, if PlayStation 5 ends up selling 80, 100 million units, that means 100 million people are going to be playing this fantastic series. So I'm like, I'm like, yes, I love Astrobot. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was watching the reveal trailer, I remember how how like how highly you spoke of Astrobot. So I was just like, and I even tweeted at you. I was like, oh, I know next gen player is going to be excited about this one. Boop. But yeah, it, it looked awesome too. Even I haven't had a chance to you know go in depth playing it too much, but I I was excited for you and the IP in it itself just looks like so much fun. So for everyone to experience it, I. Can't can't wait yeah so okay so moving on to my list so my uh my fourth title that really stood out for me is demon souls remake and holy i mean 
So Blue Point Games, like I, I cannot believe that Sony hasn't bought this studio. Like, come on, Sony, what are you doing? Like Blue Point is <laughs> Blue Point is talent up the wazoo, right? Like they're these people are just so so impressive. Um, Shadow of the Colossus is that came out in what was it, two thousand and eighteen. That game was just so visually stunning, visually impressive, like a phenomenal remake. And the fact that they're putting all that talent and effort into Demon Souls remake, uh, I mean, the trailer spoke for itself. It looked fantastic. But what I'm so excited about, and and I just I can't even explain how happy I am about this, is that when people talk about the Souls game, everybody seems to talk about Dark Souls, right? Dark Souls this, Dark Souls that. It makes sense because Dark Souls came out multi-platform, so everyone had a chance to play it. But the Souls game originated in Demon Soul. Like this, this is like this is the birth of From Software's Souls series. And I feel like that the game sort of got glossed over because PlayStation 3 sort of had a rocky uh beginning with its high price point, right? So um and it came out like relatively early in the in the PS3 gen. So the fact that this, like, the original OG Souls game is getting a full remake on PlayStation 5, it's probably going to come out within the first year, I expect. Um, I absolutely cannot wait. And the, the other thing, too, that gets me super excited about this is that please, please, please let this foreshadow Bloodborne 2. I mean, Bloodborne 2, Bloodborne <laughs> 1 was amazing, and, and, like, Sony is obviously invested in the Souls series um so yeah please 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 like i i and and obviously it could be in development because blue point is the one that's heading up demon souls and not from software so you know after elden ring finishes like please that would just that would make the gen for me if they had bloodborne 2 last game that really stood out for me is Deathloop. um that is the uh new game from bethesda um i am absolutely shocked that it's going to be a console exclusive to PS3 for it's probably going to be a timed exclusive um, six months or a year I expect. But uh, we saw this game last year at E3 and and it looked really cool. And then we saw another glimpse of it at the PS5 event. And yeah, I'm just like I like the premise. It, it's like it it seems like almost like Kill Bill. You've got uh, one day you got to kill eight different assassins. Um, and, but the thing is, uh, as you're going through and killing these eight, these eight, uh, in individuals in the game, another assassin is out to kill you. And then if they kill you, then you have to go back and restart the whole day and do the whole thing again. So, um, I mean, it sounds super trippy. Um, I, I don't think it's, I've ever played a time loop game <laughs> before me, um, Maybe like I don't know, like Binding of Isaac could be considered a time loop game. I, I, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm just I'm really excited to see. And the, the other thing that I'm really curious about is this other assassin that play or that that is out to get you. Are they an NPC or is it potentially another player? I don't really know if, if Bethesda has announced that, but if it was another player, if you could like invade someone's game and, and try to snipe them off, like oh man, that'd be so much fun. So. That would be pretty cool. I, I think Ubisoft tried that with uh, Watch Dogs. They sort of had that idea where like a player in right. a multiplayer mode can kind of invade your game, which is, you know, and I, yeah, single player for this original. I remember that too. But yeah, it's it's a very, very cool dynamic. That's for sure. Yeah. So those are my top five games. Um, I also just want to do like just a, a quick shout out to all the, the indie games, right? Like there's 
Bug Snatch like really stood out for me, and Stray really really uh, stood out for me. Um, yeah, there's just so many uh, uh, great games. I'm trying to think of like Solar Ash was another one. Um, Jet was another cool game that I saw. Um, yeah, so there's just like there's a lot of really cool games that are coming out, and yeah, and it's it's funny like Stray also too. Yeah, like huge. Uh, I give him a huge shout out as well too. Um, that idea of just being able to control essentially, you know, a cat. I think there's just so much wild potential there for some rich storytelling, even from you know the the, the human side. I would say the human perspective of of what's happening in that world. And bug snacks, man, it's gone. <laughs> the theme song's gone viral. I've seen so many like memes and. And people saying, yes. I've got the song in my head. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things that could be a bit of a sleeper. And another shout out to what, what we saw there for, I think, about five seconds. The all new PlayStation 5 UI, like the new user interface. It's coming. Right. It's been confirmed. But during that presentation, I saw it and I was like, it's like this. I don't know how to equate it but I'm going to set it up like it looks like the inside of a bubbly champagne glass. It just looks so classy, so dapper, if, if I may. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was very impressed by just the glimpse of that. Let's just call it for now, codename champagne PlayStation 5 <laughs> user interface. It looks it looks really, really nice. So everyone's excited for, for, for July for Xbox, but I've got a feeling... I got a feeling Sony's going to be also uh, ha- having more to share uh, in the very near future, if not uh, within that same July timeline. So it's going to be a high drama summer, Paul. I can I can tell you that much about for, for next gen consoles. And yeah, we're just both sitting here popping the popcorn, yeah. <laughs> getting ready for the show. <laughs> well, I guess like the, the biggest unknown, well, biggest two unknowns, I guess, would be the release date and the price, right? So you know, really, it sounds like, seems like from uh, Sony having two different versions, one with the disk drive, one without. Obviously, there's probably going to be a price difference. I would say the digital might be 50 to 100 bucks cheaper. Um, but yeah. yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I, I get the sense, knowing Sony, that they're going to wait. They, they want to figure out what Microsoft is going to do, probably in the the July event which is when I expect them to release the price. And then Sony will probably, Sony is classic. I remember um, like even the original, uh, the like PS1 where um, Sega Saturn announced their price and, and then uh, Sony undercut them by a hundred bucks. Right. And that was like, it was the mic drop moment. Right. So it was, yeah. it was like, what was it? Two ninety nine or something. I think it was. Yeah. I think, I think both Microsoft and Sony are, are doing that sort of jockeying for position on both re- release date and price. They both have an idea already of how high, how low I think they're going to go. Going back to the two versions, Paul, the PS5, are you going all digital or are you going uh disc drive base? I already said I'm going disc. What do you think you're going to be doing? I'm really struggling with it. I, I think I'm probably going to go with disc. Um, yeah. I You know what? I've always liked a physical collection. The one thing that I've noticed, and this is just, uh, I mean, it's my particular case because I'm in games media, but um, game publishers before when they would send out review copies of games, it used to be physical versions that they would mail to you. But that stopped around maybe like year two of this past gen. It's been all digital. So I, I can imagine that that's going to continue and, and accelerate into this next gen. I'll probably never see a physical game from a, a publisher ever again. So I feel like the majority of my library is probably going to end up being digital, but I don't want to limit myself. Like there could be some really cool collector's edition that I want to pick up and 
I don't want to not buy the cool version that has the disc. Even even for movies too. Like I know for me, the last Blu-ray I bought, I can't even remember, but I still want that. I still kind of want that flexibility. But yeah, it, it, fair point. There you have it right there down to play. We're both, as soon as the availability is up, looking for PlayStation 5, uh, PlayStation 5 disc base. So although the all digital is really cool. But well, uh, one, thing that, one thing that I want to mention too, though, like this is actually another reason why I think I'm going to get this version is that the PS5 is apparently back compatible with the vast majority, if not all, the PS4 games. And I ha- I have like a fair number of PS4 games in physical version. Yep. So if I if I get as far as I know, there there's not a process for translating your disc into a digital version. You know what I mean? So if I if I get the digital version of the PS5, I probably cannot play my disc PS4 games on that version. So. I think I'll go with the disc version just so I can play my, you know, the I've got maybe 50 or 100 games that are that are in disc. So, um, yeah, that way I can bring them forward onto my PlayStation 5. Well, I can say with PlayStation 5, you and I are, bo- are both down to play. The only question <laughs> now for us is to disc or not to disc. That's the question. <laughs> I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. That's all one word. We are always down to play. Mm-hmm.